This edition of Outcasting will begin in a few moments. Like all public radio stations, WDFH depends on financial support from our listeners. Please visit WDFH.org and click on Donate to make your tax-deductible gift. Shows like this can't be done without your support. Thanks, and now, Outcasting. This is Outcasting, the Lower Hudson Valley's only youth-run radio show dealing with LGBTQ triumphs and struggles, where you don't have to be queer to be here. Outcasting is a production of WDFH-FM 90.3, Austin, New York, and on the net at WDFH.org. Community Public Radio for New York's Lower Hudson River Valley. Hi, I'm Maddie. The initial broadcast of today's edition of Outcasting is on Spirit Day, which was first observed on October 20th, 2010, in response to a rash of suicides by young people who were or were perceived to be LGBT. On today's show, Travis will talk with Dan Savage, the nationally syndicated columnist, author, activist, and co-founder of the It Gets Better Project. But first, Nora talks with Bathsheba, George, and Kristoff about the issue of suicide on a personal level. I'm Nora. Joining me are Kristoff, George, and Bathsheba. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hi. Hi. We're discussing the issue of suicide among teens who are or are perceived to be LGBTQ. So um, for each of us, uh, what goes through your mind when you hear that it's happened yet again? I just like get it really upsets me because I just don't like it when people die. Well, first, you know, express my condolences to, you know, any family that has lost their sons or daughters or any loved ones due to that really makes me also feel kind of, you know, hopeful that, you know, programs like the It Gets Better Project and such really make a, have these, have support for these teens. It really frustrates me and perplexes me how people can still be so ignorant and hurtful towards other people when so many other lives that have been taken have been publicized and so many events like the remove the repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell, are publicized as well. And people are still so ignorant to make people take their own lives. It's just frustrating. Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel that, especially just just reading about it or just seeing the article pop up, like it hits it hits you like a train. It makes it makes me feel like like I've like I've done something wrong personally that I wasn't that I wasn't there, even though. Even though it's not necessarily something that I could have, you know, effect like had an effect on, it's it's still as someone who cares so deeply about this community and who wants so badly to make people feel safe, especially concerning their sexual orientation or their gender identity, that I've I feel like I've failed in a in a way. Um, so I just want to sort of ask about: um, Has anyone here been bullied or harassed, especially in school? Yeah. Uh, care to uh, share your story with us? Not necessarily the story, but the aftermath. Like, I was dressed afterwards. I was just completely upset. Like, I went home crying, and my mom, like, wrote an email to my guidance counselor. And I was quite surprised because, like, the next day, the I was called down to the principal's office, and they said, okay, so what happened? I made a statement, and these guys got suspended. I sort of want to expand on um, how has it gotten better for us as a community of LGBTQ youth and um, straight allies. Um, so 
Basically, in New York State, there is something called the Dignity for Students Act that will be in effect in 2012. And basically what it does is it states that there's zero tolerance um, when a student in a New York public school is harassed for being or perceived to be LGBT. Um, and that's something that is going to become uh, serious legislation in New York State. Kristoff, uh, I know that you've spent some time sort of lobbying for acts like this. So could you expand on these acts? Uh, yes. About a year ago, I went to Washington, D.C. with GLSEN, which is the Gay, Lesbian, Straight Education Network. And I lobbied for the Safe Schools Improvement Act and the Student Non-Discrimination Act. Both um, address the issues with um, the administration in schools and eliminating the obligation that teachers feel and really making them liable and telling them that here's what needs you need to step in and intervene when these occur when these events occur because normally teachers um, just assume that they don't need to intervene and get confused um, but what was what I was really excited about was that New York State was already on board. And for me, the lobbying process was that much easier because I knew I had the support of New York State. However, for many of the other states, it was very difficult for them to get these acts supported. And they had states that were not as accepting and as welcoming. And that was difficult to hear. Um, I think that something else that we're going to talk about is... Um, uh, what can we do as teens to help make things better, um, especially in the school environment? Um, so in terms of my experience, I, I'm a co-president of my, my high school's GSA. And um, what we do, um, the group is actually mostly straight allies. So our basically what our job is, is to make um, the issues visible to the greater school community. So we make a point of making posters, making information available to all students about when GSAs meet. Because at least in my school, um, there are definitely gay students and LGBTQ individuals, but they aren't necessarily open or open to the entire community about their sexual orientation. Not that they should be, but the fact that we don't have um, people walking around with like a rainbow flag saying, look at me, I'm gay or I'm lesbian, so on and so forth. We make a point of, um, sort of showing, we say, okay, um, this week is, a this week is Ally Week. And what Ally Week means is that we're going to be celebrating the people who help and who support the LGBTQ community in the school. And we really do try our best to put it out there and to make sure that people know about it. But unfortunately, I hate this phrase, but kids will be kids and a lot of our displays are often torn down and sort of defaced. And the best reaction to that is to just put up more because by doing that, you're just saying we don't – not that we don't care that people are being passive aggressive about this issue, but the fact that we're going we're gonna to fight you doing that even if you're silent and you're being a coward about basically being a bigot or just showing – sort of a lack of respect for your fellow students. Another thing that I that we want to sort of bring up is um, whether coming out early or whether when you're in high school, whether that's always a good idea. And um, I know Christoph has um, quite a compelling story to share with us. Um, I think it's really critical for each individual LGBT um, member or person 
to really think about and consider when your time is to come out. Um, for me, I was a, I continued to be an Eagle Scout. And as a Boy Scout, it was really challenging coming to the realization that I was gay because the Boy Scouts is not supportive of uh, gay members and atheists. And so as a result, I had a fear that I was going to be kicked out. And as a child, one of my dreams was to become an Eagle Scout. And it was in elementary school when I first started realizing that I was gay. And throughout middle school, through at the end of middle school was when I started coming out to people, and especially my mother. And one of the first things I told her was not to tell the people in Boy Scouts. And for me, I've had a very accepting life. All of my friends, all of my family, everyone I've encountered has been incredibly accepting. And the only fear that I've had is of being kicked out of Boy Scouts. I just want to go around again and sort of talk about um, what are, as a as a radio show, what are It Gets Better message is for youth. I would just say that the administration is a powerful and awesome force and use it to your very good advantage. George? Well, the message I think that all GSAs and all projects like the It Gets Better campaign have is that to tell teens that are gay, lesbian, you know, any whatever their sexual identity is, is that, you know, if they're feeling suicidal, to understand that their lives are just as, impo- just as important as any other human being, that they're they're not less than anyone. They're equal to everybody else, and they shouldn't feel that they're that they are just because they're gay or anything. Is that 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 means that they're less than human? Krista, I feel it's really important for each individual to consider that everyone's unique and that everyone has their own time in which is comfortable for them to come out and when it's safe for them to come out. And you shouldn't feel obligated just because you're in high school or just because you're in college that you need to look at your life and think about what can happen to you and how things can affect you and really wait until you're comfortable with it and you know that it's a safe time for you. Um, At least for me, um, I want people to know that um, regardless of how you're feeling and um, if you're in a very dark place, that there is at least, if not more than one person out there who really cares about you and really wants it to get better for you. And that if you are able to identify that person and you make an effort to understand that a person cares that deeply about you, is that you really ought to reach out to them so that they can help um, help you help yourself and essentially get get you into a better place because um, I feel that having that that aid there, whether it's an adult, a teacher, a guidance counselor, your parent, or a friend, someone your own age, is that they want to help you and they I'm positive that they'll do anything in their power to make sure that you are safe and that you are in an environment that is safe. I'm Maddie, and you're listening to Outcasting, the Lower Hudson Valley's only youth-run radio show dealing with LGBTQ triumphs and struggles, where you don't have to be queer to be here. Outcasting is a production of WDFH-FM 90.3, Austin, New York, and on the net at WDFH.org, community public radio for New York's Lower Hudson River Valley.
There was a rash of highly public suicides around the autumn of 2010 by young people who were or were perceived to be LGBT. Billy Lucas, Cody Barker, Asher Brown, and Tyler Clementi were among them. That fall, our guest Dan Savage and his partner Terry Miller established the It Gets Better Project, which is a hope campaign for LGBT youth. We're recording this interview for initial broadcast on Spirit Day, October 20th. Spirit Day, now held annually, is a day to wear purple as a sign of support for lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender youth, and to speak out against bullying. Spirit Day was started in 2010 as a response to the suicides of these and other young people. In addition to co-founding the It Gets Better project, Dan Savage is also a nationally syndicated columnist and the author of four books. Dan, thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure. Alrighty, Dan, tell us briefly about the beginning of the It Gets Better project. My husband and I started the It Gets Better project in response to the suicide of Billy Lucas,、um, and the project was actually up and going before Asher Brown,、uh, Seth Walsh, Cody Barker, Tyler Clemente's suicides. As that awful September of last year ground on,、um, people came to the project because it had empowered them to do something. Um, but we we were moved to act by a single suicide、uh, because we felt that you know even one was too many, and then certainly by the end of that month, our you know our hearts were broken、uh, by that spate of suicides. Why do you think it takes these terrible, heartbreaking events for a shift to happen in media and culture, and for things like this to be recognized? Well, I really feel that you know the culture is only just beginning to accept that there's such a thing as. Uh, LGBT children,、uh, you know, for the longest time,、uh, society, you know, religious organizations, politicians, parents have held onto this belief that being gay, lesbian, bi, or trans was a choice somebody made as an adult, and that children,、uh, while they could be straight, everyone thinks it's cute when a little boy has a, a crush on a little girl,、uh, that children somehow don't have sexualities or don't have, you know, alternative sexualities,、um, and it really took. Those suicides, I think, to wake the country up to the existence of gay children, to what was being done to them, to、uh, the burden being placed on them. You know, as LGBT issues have become much more hotly debated,、uh, adult queer people,、uh, you know, we can really—it's hard to abuse us. You know, bashers can find us every once in a while,、um, mm-hmm. but for the most part, we're kind of safe. Uh, you know, a mom and dad live growing up. You know, bringing up their kids in some mega church in the middle of nowhere.、Um, they can only, you know, in a Greensburg, Indiana, they can only abuse, you know, gay and lesbian, bi and trans people at the ballot box and as abstractions. There are no gay, lesbian, bi, trans adults in a place like Greensburg, Indiana. Not that they can help it, but their children go to school with queer children. There will be queer children in a Greensburg, Indiana,、um, and if you you exist in a culture where The other children that you're going to school with, if you're queer, are hearing every day that LGBT people are a threat to their families, and that LGBT people are trying to you know, destroy the country and destroy the family, and even in you know as some Republican senators have maintained, destroy the world.、Uh, you're going to pay a price for that. You know the, the the sort of bullying and violence that goes on at the ballot box, at the remove of the ballot box. That bullying and violence is being visited on LGBT kids uh, in schools, uh, and without, not as an abstraction, and not with any distance.、Um, and and I think those suicides really woke the country up to that fact that children are paying the price more than adults, more than LGBT adults. LGBT children are pay, paying the price 
for a 20-year anti-queer hate campaign waged by the religious right. A recent press article about our program, Outcasting, drew a comment from a reader who wrote that there is no gay suicide epidemic, and he said that it's a media-driven illusion, and he was pointing out that people don't fill out surveys before killing themselves, so there's only speculation about reasons. What do you think about this? Well, Seth Walsh, in his suicide note, Seth Walsh was out and gay. He specifically cited the bullying that he had endured as an out gay student for the reason behind his suicide. Um, same with Asher Brown. Uh, some of the victims that people talk about, you know, in that awful September of last year, like Billy Lucas, you know, he was not gay identified, may not have been gay, but not all victims of anti-gay bullying are LGBT. And we know from studies, one conducted by the University of Illinois, that 50% of all the of the bullying that goes on in middle schools and high schools is anti-LGBT bullying. And this is not just bad for LGBT kids, it's bad for all kids. The suicide rate among heterosexual kids is higher in schools where anti-LGBT bullying is allowed to run unchecked. And the sexual assaults of girls, and heterosexual girls in schools where anti-LGBT bullying is allowed to run rampant is higher than in schools that address anti-LGBT bullying and combat it. Uh, so uh, that person is burying their head in the sand. You know, there are some stats out there that show there hasn't been a spike in suicides. There's been a spike in awareness about suicides among LGBT kids and a spike in awareness of the bullying that they face in these schools. And that, regard, you know, one suicide is too many. That we, you know, you could argue that, oh, the suicide rate is constant. That's not a good thing because it's, even if it's one kid who's being, triggered and tipped over uh, because of the anti-LGBT bullying he or she is enduring. That's one kid too many. Alrighty. Now, this fall we mourned the suicide of Jamie Rotemeyer, a 14-year-old teen from Buffalo, New York. And he had contributed an It Gets Better video entitled It Gets Better, I Promise. What do you think was going on with Jamie? Well, watching his It Gets Better video after his suicide was heartbreaking. Um, you know, there's nothing about the campaign that is foolproof, mm-hmm. um, or you know, we never argued that it would end bullying or end suicide. What we're doing is throwing a lifeline and connecting people to resources, often uh, messages of hope, um, messages about how they can make it better for themselves, uh, what they can do to change their situation if they need to, short of suicide. But when you watch Jamie Rotemeyer's It Gets Better video, you can clearly see now, uh, with the benefit of hindsight, that his words of encouragement were as much for himself, uh, that the, the message of hope and his desire to, you know, the kid he was trying to talk into holding on was him. And it, it wasn't enough. You know, sometimes hope isn't enough, and sometimes the future is too remote. Um, and those are the times that our hearts break. We're talking with activists, nationally syndicated columnists, and author Dan Savage here on Outcasting, where you don't have to be queer to be here. Uh, Dan, uh, despite uh, some of these tragedies and the tragedy of Jamie, what effects do you think It Gets Better has brought about? Well, we know from the feedback that we've gotten that the It Gets Better project has saved lives, uh, and, and that's not going to make the news. You know, someone didn't commit suicide today. There's not going to be a story about that on Good Morning America. Uh, but we've heard from parents. We've heard from kids. You can go into the videos on YouTube, and you can see uh, LGBT 
teenagers reaching out, uh, leaving comments, talking to the creator of particular videos, and getting advice, insight, support that they need to get through what, for many of us uh, queer people, is the hardest few years of our lives. Um, and, and again, we've heard from, and I'm a parent, I'm a parent of a teenager, so when we hear from parents thanking us for the videos and letting us know that the campaign has really made a huge difference in the lives of their children who, you know, are, whether they're gay or not, are uh, sexually non-conforming and a little different, and whose kids were really, you know, miserable. And, you know, we heard from one mom in Georgia who said that she had actually been using with her kid who was being bullied for being different, for not being like the other boys, her kid who may or may not be gay, that she had been saying to him for years that it would get better, that it gets better as you get older. And she just said that, you know, it never really reached him, hearing it from her. But hearing it from so many LGBT adults who, who've lived it really reached him and she could see the, the hope and strength and courage it gave him to, to get through this time. And that's all very rewarding. And, you know, also the It Gets Better project is we went from one video uh, to I think there's 40 or 50,000 videos now have been viewed more than 50 million times. The goal, though, wasn't to have more videos at a YouTube channel than anybody else ever. The goal was to save lives, and we know we've saved lives. We've heard from people. We've heard about situations and circumstances including uh, and it gets better video creator interacting with uh, somebody who's watching his video online and then calling the paramedics and sending them to that person because he was harming himself so it's not just you know kids have been dissuaded from harming themselves uh, real world interventions have taken place mm -hmm. and besides making an it gets better project video uh, what else can people do to be supported and supportive in spreading tolerance well, as I've said from the start, you know, there's nothing about the project that excuses or really precludes doing more, and we need to do more. We need to pass safe schools legislation. We need to confront the bullies. We need to hold schools accountable. We need to make sure that there are gay-straight alliances in every school, because literally lives are at stake. And also, you know, circling back to Jane, Jane, Jamie Rotemeyer, the police are now investigating the malicious harassment that he faced, and they're there may be charges brought against three students in particular who were bullying uh, Jamie Rodemeyer. Malicious harassment isn't a crime only after someone commits suicide. It's a crime before someone commits suicide. So if we want to get serious about preventing suicides, we need to investigate, we need to demand that the police investigate and prosecute malicious harassment, not just unkind words, even though they can do real damage, but malicious harassment, which is criminal before someone harms himself. And parents need to understand and that going to the principal, going to the school administrators is not enough. You know, a kid, a 16-year-old kid who throws an old lady down a flight of stairs in a shopping mall gets arrested and is prosecuted for assault. We know of cases where 16-year-old kids have thrown 13-year-old kids down flights of stairs in schools, and they're not even suspended because the kid is gay. Parents have gone to principals and complained about this. The first stop on the way to the principal's office is the police department. And you file a, a criminal complaint, and you treat an assault like an assault. You don't treat an assault like kid play or horse play or bullying or, you know, boys just being boys. Alrighty. Um, do you feel like we're approaching a time where gender identity and sexual orientation are not issues? I, I don't think they'll ever not be issues. 
Um, we're a tiny percentage of the population. We're, uh, you know, gay people aren't born to gay families and trans people aren't born to trans families. So I think we're always going to be something of a shock to the system uh, because we appear randomly throughout the population. Um, it would be wonderful uh, in some ways if we if we didn't, if we, you know, formed strong communities, uh, self-perpetuating communities. But we're always going to be interlopers and we're always going to be refugees to a certain extent. Uh, so I don't think we'll, you know, we'll reach a point where it's a non-issue. There will always be people who have a problem with it. I, I think we're reaching a point where people who have a problem with it are the people who are regarded as the problem. That LGBT kids aren't the problem anymore. Bullies are the problem. And parents who don't love and support their children uh, for the people that they are, they're the problem. That hate is the problem, not the queer kid. And that's a, that's a huge change and a positive one. Um, but I don't think we're ever, you know, we're never going to live in a society that is free of racism or free of anti-Semitism or free of sexism or free of homophobia. The test of a society is how it responds to racism and sexism and, uh, and homophobia and anti-Semitism. Um, and I think we're increasingly getting better marks on those tests. Mm -hmm. And what do you feel like is the next step for teens who feel like it has gotten better for them? Well, one of the things that, you know, one of the early criticisms of the Get Better Project was it was a lot of adults talking to kids, so, you know, adult LGBT people talking about their lives and sharing their insight and their advice uh, with LGBT teenagers. And LGBT teenagers who feel it's gotten better for them, I would encourage them to contribute to the project, to make videos, peer-to-peer -peer videos. And there's a lot of them. There always have been a lot of them from the very outset. Uh, you know, I think of a, an early video where a kid who was being brutally bullied in his high school talked about how he... Uh, went to community college and just got his GED and went straight to college. And I think that kid who made that video was 17 years old. Um, so he was still high school age and talking to other high schoolers who were being bullied and laying out a real option for them that can get them out of a toxic environment uh, in a positive way, not drop out, get your GED and continue with your education in a different environment, a college environment. Um, and so if there are kids out there who have uh, you know, gotten it better for them, Take a stand, make a video, uh, make sure there's a GSA at your school. If you try to start one and the administration blocks you, call the ACLU. Um, call uh, the, the call GLSEN. Uh, they will advocate for you. The ACLU comes down like 10 tons of crap on a school, any school, public school, that blocks the formation of a GSA because it is illegal to block the formation of a GSA. And they take that very seriously. And the ACLU is on your side. So if you're in a position where you can, you know, take a stand and try to make a change in your school, know that you have allies out here in the adult world who want to get your back. You just have to communicate with us and let us know how it's going and how you're doing. And if you need to call in the cavalry, we're here. All righty, Dan. Is there anything else you want to add? Uh, no. I want to congratulate you guys on what you're doing with this program and giving a voice to LGBT youth uh, in, a, in a part of the country where they need to be heard. Well, thank you so much for all the good work that you've done. I, I personally want to thank you for the start of the project and the help it started. Well, thank you. We've been talking with Dan Savage here on Outcasting, where you don't have to be queer to be here. You can find more information about the It Gets Better project or watch some of the thousands of videos on the It Gets Better project website, uh, itgetsbetter.org. Thank you so much for joining us, Dan. Thank you. You've been listening to Outcasting the Lower Hudson Valley's only youth-run radio show dealing with LGBTQ triumphs and struggles. If you are having trouble, 
whether it's at home, school, or just with yourself. Call the Trevor Hotline at 866-488-7386. The Trevor Project is an organization dedicated to LGBT youth suicide prevention. Call them if you have a problem. Being different isn't a reason to hate or hurt yourself. Again, the number is 866-488-7386. Outcasting is a production of WDFH-FM 90.3, Austin, New York, and on the net at WDFH.org, community public radio for New York's Lower Hudson River Valley. For more information on this program and a list of resources, including the Trevor Project Suicide Hotline number, visit WDFH.org and click on Outcasting. I'm Maddie. Thank you very much for joining us, and tune in again next time. If you enjoyed this program, please make a tax-deductible gift to WDFH. We can't do programs like this without your support. Visit WDFH.org and click on Donate. Thanks.